This is the Rude Advice Podcast with TikTok influencer Rudy A. Divorce after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage improve your dating life and prepare you for life after divorce. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rude Advice Podcast, episode 30. can't believe we're 30 episodes in and I got a good one for you. I have some special guests that I can't wait to share with you and tell you a little bit about them. But before I do that, I want to go ahead and rewind. If you're new to the podcast, I want to thank you for joining me. Yes, I'm Rudy, that guy from TikTok. I've been there for a couple of years now, and I got notoriety on that platform when I started sharing uh, dating advice and mistakes I made in my marriage. Uh, That's how I got super viral. And right now I'm approaching 300K followers on TikTok, slowly working on my YouTube channel because, again, I have the strangest feeling that TikTok is going to be banned. I hope I'm wrong. But right now I'm looking to build my YouTube channel, and I want to thank you for joining me. And today I got a great program Because I have some friends of mine, Ken and Ashley Sledge. They are known on YouTube through the channel called Sledgehammer Horror. And I was on their podcast, I'd say maybe about a year ago. And for those who don't know, when I got divorced in 2016, uh, the ex-wife kind of uh, took all the friends. All the friends sided with her. So here I am. I'm alone for the first time. I have nobody to turn to. I had family that didn't support me in my divorce. I had no friends. Uh, rumors started circulating at work. So no matter where I went, I was just in a horrible space and I had no friends and weekends were very lonely, especially the weekends. I didn't have my kids because I had nobody to call or go out with. So I was starting at absolute zero with nobody. So I decided to go to the movies because the movies were my church, my safe haven. So I started going to the movies a lot, but I had nobody to talk to regarding the movies. And that was very lonely. And I go, you know what? Maybe I'll start a YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to upload a video, but I guess I'll do that. So in 2016, about a couple of weeks after my divorce, I started uh, my movie channel. At the time, it was called Rudy's Movie Reviews. Now it's known as Gen X Reviews. And I started posting videos up there. They were horrible. You know, the first few videos of anything you post are going to be horrible. So they were pretty bad at the time. And believe it or not, I started gaining new friends. And I started meeting new people like uh, Cody Leach. And Sean Chandler and a few others who are YouTube superstars. And through Cody Leach, I met uh, Ken and Ashley Sledge and they love horror movies. And by the way, uh, it's funny, uh, the horror movie community and the heavy metal community, for some reason, are the nicest people in the world. You may think otherwise because the material may be shocking or maybe violent, but it's the complete opposite. They are the nicest people that welcome you. Doesn't matter what color you are, what race you are. You're like a family in those spaces. So it's so cool. And Ken and Ashley have treated me like family. And they interviewed me, like I said, about a year ago. And why I wanted them on the podcast is this. Because a lot of young men and uh, a lot of people don't see a healthy marriage in front of them anymore. Uh, You know, on TikTok, on all social media, all you see are divorces uh, are at an astronomical rate. Everyone's getting divorced. There's no point in getting married. Marriage is a... Just don't even do it. Stay single, bro. It's just a lot of anti-marriage talk. And what I decided is I see this couple that absolutely adores each other. I believe they've been married over 20 years and they absolutely adore each other. They even have a YouTube channel together. So let me show the world. Let me show everybody who's listening what a healthy, loving couple looks like. And that's why I have them on the show. And please, if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy our conversation, leave some feedback leave some ratings, share this program with others that you feel it would help. I would greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure they would too. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here are Ken and 
Ashley Sledge from Sledgehammer Horror. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. I have Ken and Ashley Sledge here, and uh, they're wonderful people. We met, I think, a couple years ago through a mutual friend of ours, uh, uh, infamous YouTuber by the name of Cody Leach. And uh, these two have a horror channel. So tell everybody about yourselves. Go ahead. Uh, We are Sledgehammer Horror. Um, We've been on YouTube for about three years now. I do a podcast on there called My First Horror Movie. Uh, Rudy's been a guest on there Mm -hmm. talking about the first horror movie people watched, how it affected them. And then you want to talk about the segments that you write? Um, Yeah. So we do a segment called Didn't See That Coming, um, where we watch a horror movie that has a twist. And we kind of talk about um, how the twist affected us and if we've seen it coming or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we do another segment called Versus, where we take an original versus a remake and we them together and kind of give things that we like from both but then we say which one we like more at the end so those are the things that we do together and then we do a live once a week spot franchise rankings countdowns mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. very cool and for those yeah. who are listening that that's how i initially met them through the youtube movie channel for those who don't know i've been on youtube doing movies uh since maybe 2016 and i'm going into the horror genre and that's where i've met a lot of great people and uh, that's where I met the sledges. And I don't know how it happened, but I ended up on TikTok. I started sharing stories about my divorce. And now I am the divorce guy. I'm the guy <laughs> talking about relationships and marriages. And that it's funny how I guess because it's real. I experienced yeah. it. I, you know, we have a great co-parenting relationship. We were married 16 years. I lost everything and got it all back. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Well, I think it resonated with everybody, but that's more than what I'm known for now. So if anybody's listening to us there, I hope that uh, answers the confusion there <laughs> or right. gives some clarity. Yes. But um, the reason I wanted you two on the podcast, aside from horror movies, I think we'll touch a little bit about that. But I want to be, be more about you two, highlighting you both. Mm-hmm. I since I've been on the TikTok space and I have gone through a divorce myself, there is a lot of millennials and Gen Z who are totally not even looking at the idea of marriage. And you know what? I agree. Maybe marriage is not for everybody. You know, there's only maybe a small percentage of people that it's actually made for and who, you know, who love being with somebody the rest of their lives. But a lot of them are turning away from it. Uh And I don't blame them because all you see on social media is marriage sucks. She Uh left me for my best friend. Now I'm living in a car. And a lot of them from personal experience, maybe grew up in single parent homes. Mm-hmm. And I saw you both. And how long have you two been married? We've well, we've been together for uh, 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we've actually been married for five. So, yeah. So a very long time. A very long time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I wanted to just bring you two and just highlight you both on the wonderful like marriage you have, because. I think more people need to see happy marriages. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, being there, it's not always perfect, but (laughs) as far as it's not, it's, it's a struggle. So I want to talk on a lot about those items there. So how did you two meet initially? Let's go back to the beginning. How did you two meet? (laughs) Um, You want to, I was dating one of her friends. (laughs) No way. Um, (laughs) Um, I was dating a girl that knew Ashley and, um, we all were, we, we were we, teenagers, right? And we were okay. all, and we were all best friends, yeah. you know, and, um, the girl that I was seeing ended up, uh, you know, leaving 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, her and I, we, you know, we stayed cordial. Um, it's not like I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to date you now. <laughs> it was nothing like that. Um, and then me and her started hanging out a lot. Like we became really good friends and then, um, started dating. And our first date was to go see Tom Cruise's war of the worlds. That was uh, the first yeah. date that we ever went on. So our life, our together life started yeah. with horror. I couldn't even drive yet. Like he had to pick me up you know, <laughs> to go to the because I didn't even have my license yet. Right. So yeah. Oh, wow. So it was, I guess, through like a, somebody you knew, you kind of met through that type of uh, like a engagement and then you had your first date. So did you both know at the very beginning that this was something special or were you like, oh, we'll see where this goes? Or did you know like she, he or she was the one? I knew she was the one. It was a Monday night. Um, wow. Knows uh, the oh, day. No. That's that's so romantic, man. That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> like, um, this is going to show our age. Um it was a Monday night. I can't tell you the exact next, date. Is it the next? Yes. Note? Yeah. And <laughs> next phones used to have two way and you can two way each other. And, um, and this is going to sound so corny and so lame. I'm so sorry, guys. But I knew she was the one because she started two waying me and I was answering her back and I left my room and I went outside and I talked to her till like midnight, you know, just talking about nothing. And I completely missed WWF Monday Night Raw. And, <laughs> and, okay. and I didn't care. You know, like I was like, oh, uh, well, whatever. You know, at that time in my life, you know, wrestling was super. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was I didn't miss a week. It was super important to me. And I would rather talk to her than watch it. And I knew I was like, yeah, there's something really, really cool about her. If I'd rather w- talk to her than watch Shawn Michaels, super kick Kurt Angle, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, at that moment I knew that you know, I didn't know about forever. Cause I don't think any of us, either right. me or her yeah. wanted that. Um, but I knew that she was somebody I wanted to spend every single second that I possibly could with. If there was a second that I could do anything with anybody, I wanted her to be the one I was doing it with. And how old were you both at this time? Because I think we're all the same age. I'm 45. So I think I was 17. She was 15. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Ashley, what about you? Like uh, this guy, he's just chewing your ear off on this next tell two way phone. I mean, did you like, what's this guy doing? Like, God, I got to go to bed. It was me. I actually messaged. I actually two wayed him to like say, Hey, what's going on? You know? So I initiated that conversation and then he, it just, we just talked all night, but, um, she didn't like me when she first met me. I know. I was like, (laughs) really? Okay. Who is this weirdo? Like I, you know, do you know the first thing I, you were like, Please say, um, super, super, super califragilistic expialidocious. So that's the first thing that you ever that's, have said to me. That's what video. he said to me the w- first time met. I met it. Yeah, I, said, I was like, can you say super califragilistic expialidocious so I can always remember that's the first thing you yeah. ever said and to me. And I was me. like, um, and I said it, you know, but I'm like, who is this weirdo, you know, but uh-huh. he grew on me. And, and be remember, <laughs> I was also a, a little punk rock kid. I, I had really, really long hair that was red in the front and black all yeah, around. I wore I girl was, jeans. Like you know, the preppy. I was, and she was the preppy, you know, yeah. I was a little emo kid and she was the preppy girl and, you know, a story for the, from the stars really is what it yeah. was. Okay. Okay. So you guys met very young and, um, it, you were together 17 years. So, and then before, then you went ahead and got married. So you've been together total, like 20, 21 years, maybe 22. No, no, we, we, we've been together 17, but married five. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so collectively all together. Yes. Like, collectively. Almost yes. 18. Yeah. Okay. And I, I have to admit because uh, again, I was married 16 years, but I was with her for five. So it, my timeline mirrors you too. Yeah. And 
what ended my marriage, uh, and I've, 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 I don't know if you guys know this, but I kind of became infamous on TikTok when I said that I had cheated on my ex-wife and no mm -hmm. one knew about that, but I was telling the story like, Hey, don't do this. Learn from my mistake and, you know, be sure you, you communicate, blah, blah, blah. But this is why I did not that I'm validating an excuse, but I told my story and I've seen so many marriages go that route. Either the woman cheats, the man cheats. Mm -hmm. It's usually around the eighth or 10th year. And what happened with me, there's been, a, there were a lot of variables on why my marriage ended, mm -hmm. but the major one was we grew apart mm -hmm. at 21 to 31. I was a completely different man. Not, I wasn't bitter, but I just saw the world differently. I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do to succeed. I was more aggressive and more uh, a go-getter. She stayed more or less the way she was. Okay. Like she just would just, I go, let's do something. She never wanted to do anything. I go, we need to work on this. She just wanted to watch movies all the time. And I love movies, yeah. but I, we get, we got to do this, you know, we got to do that. And we just became two different people. Mm -hmm. Did you too experience anything like that? Again, you met very young. So did you experience any changes in personalities? Like, you know what? He's not the same anymore. Ashley's not the same. Or did you experience anything like that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. Um, it's, it, it, there's been times where we've split, you know, we, we've, um, taken breaks from each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's never been any violence. There's never been any hatred. There's never been anything like that. Um, but like you said, when you're with somebody for over half of your lifetime, mm -hmm. right. you're going to change. Yeah. You're going to grow. And you, we were um, teenagers. We, yes. We grew we are, up and yeah, well, we've both grown in different directions at times, mm -hmm. but the thing I think that is different with Ashley and I is, um, and I'm not trying to put down anybody or build up anybody. That's not no, who go, I be am. Honest. That's not my integrity. Go ahead. Um, I would, if I was guaranteed, she would never feel one ounce of pain. I would rip every tooth out of my mouth with a wrench. Um, I, I can't picture. And, and I've told her this before, if her and I were to ever split up, I, I don't even think I could date again. I don't think it's something I would be interested in. If I can't make this work with you, mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. going to be able to make it work with anybody. Um, it's just that, you know, that corny, like you're the first thing I think of when I wake up and the last thing I think of before I go to bed, you know, and um, another big thing with Ashley and I that I think really made us successful in who we are. Um, and this is something I, I would recommend to younger couples that are trying to make things work. Um, work different shifts. <laughs> this is true. Um, really? Yeah. OK, go ahead with that. What do you mean? I, I work first shift. Ashley works third shift. Mm -hmm. She works three days a week. Um, so we, you know, we miss each other. Like we see each other, you know, oh. not, we so don't, we're not I, together all the time. I work from nine 30 in the morning till six in the evening. And I, and I she leave leaves at, at work at six and works 12 hour shifts and she doesn't get home till seven in the morning. Yeah. Gotcha. So there, there's three days a week where Ashley and I don't see each other. Yeah. Um, hmm. one big piece of advice I can give to somebody when you do that, there's two ways you can go. You can get bitter and say, well, I'm not seeing my wife or my husband as much as I would like to, my partner as much as I would like to. Maybe I need to find that in somebody else. Or when you start to feel that way, grab your phone and text that person. Hey, miss you. Thinking about you. Let them know that you're still uh, every, once, twice, three times a day. We'll text each other. Mm -hmm. Hey, miss you. Can't wait to see wow. you tonight. Yeah. Um, you, you have to be able to be comfortable 
with not seeing each other. It's just like when you're fighting, when Ashley and I fight, it gets, you know, we get, we fight. Yeah. You know, we, mm-hmm. we get heated with each other. We get angry with each other. We don't get nasty with each other. Um, That's good. I've, I've never seen people fighting and a guy be like, you know what? You're a fucking bitch. And the girl be like, you know what? You're right. This fight's over. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Um, wow. If, if I, you, I admire that so much, I'm sorry, but keep continue. I don't mean to cut you off. That's so wonderful no, that you're like if, that. If you're getting to that point, go for a walk, take a walk. If your husband or wife wants to go for a walk, don't stop them. They're not going out to cheat on you. We all need to decompress from each other. Mm-hmm. Don't block the door. Don't do that. Just because they're walking out that door doesn't mean they're walking into someone else's. Sometimes right. we need to take a walk. We need to decompress. So we don't say these nasty and hurtful things to each other. This is my wife, you know, and I have a 14 year old son Mm -hmm. and the only time he's ever gotten really, really disciplined is when he's, you know, talked back to his mom. Cause I'll tell him, you know, like, just like my daughters, when you start talking to her that way, that's not your mom. It's my wife and Mm -hmm. nobody talks to my wife like that. And if you're going to talk to my wife like that, how are you going to talk to your wife? You've Mm -hmm. never seen me talk to her like that. I fully expect you to be better than that. You know, and that's something that we need. I, I'm not saying that she's my property. I'm not saying I, I own yeah. her. Mm-hmm. I, I get but that, what yeah. I'm saying is when she decided to take my last name, <clears throat> it became my job to look after her just like I do the my kids. Mm-hmm. She is my responsibility to make sure she's taken care of. And I don't mean financially. She takes care of me. <laughs> for, I, I'm the grocery getter. She, you know, yeah. my wife is a <laughs> respiratory therapist, man. Like she's a real life superhero. Thank you. Um, she's the breadwinner. She is a goddess on this planet. And I'm so lucky to be with wow. her. Thank you. But it's my job as a husband to make sure that she's never upset, uncomfortable, disgusted. Those are my jobs. That's what happened when she decided I will give you the honor of making your last name mine. That was something, you know, somebody cared about me so much. They wanted my last name to be theirs. And mm-hmm. when you can get to that point, even if it takes, cause one of the big things I hear is 50% of relationships or 50% of marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. That means 50% of them work. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. great great perspective. I mean, we both have, you know, we both grew up in split, um, you know, Mm -hmm. um, families. families. Yeah. And so I think that we, we grew up and we know how that is and we know how it is for, you know, your kids to have to go back and forth, things like that. So it, I think that pushes it too to just be like, okay, let's just take a break from this and we will talk about it later or, you know, we'll cool down and we'll come back to this and, you know, it's, things like that. It's corny, but uh, don't go to bed angry. We've never done it. I, I can't, I can't stand it. Like it gives me, I've tried. it gives me anxiety. <laughs> it's like, can we please fix this before I, like, I can't sleep. So can here's, we what's, here's what's funny about that. And again, I, I, our main thing here, if we can help one young couple to understand, um, if my, if my light bulb breaks, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go buy a whole new assembly. I'm going to fix that bulb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If something with her and I is breaking, I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to go buy a new one. Um, There are going to be times where you can't fucking stand the sight of your partner. (laughs) It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh The point is, even when I hate you, I love you. No, I'm saying like even when I just want to slam my face into a mirror because, you know, you're not listening or I'm being stubborn. 
I, I still, I would rather fight with you than be happy with someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the chemistry that you and I have after the fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, the makeup but, sex. <laughs> yeah. The best thing I can say to a, to a young couple that's getting started, live with each other for at least a year and a half, two years before you even consider marriage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Great advice. Yeah. Advice. Yeah. You, and, you definitely um, you find out what, you know, the things that irritate you about that person. <laughs> For the first six it, months we lived together. I was like, I don't even know if I like you. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, I was pregnant with our son. And when we first moved yeah, in together. When we first moved in together. So yeah. my hormones were crazy and I might have been a oh, little yeah. crazy. I and like, I was super immature. I was not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're a young man. So, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, t- I was totally very different. immature. I wasn't quite ready to be a dad. I wasn't running away from responsibility. I have never missed a minute of my okay. any of my kids lives. But I, like you said, Rudy, I was a young, immature kid and I just wasn't ready for that type of responsibility yet. But Yeah. And it's different for a woman. Like they feel the, the baby moving and it's like they become like, you yeah. know, they they're yeah. just mom, you know, now. And mm-hmm. we have to get yelled at for nine months before we feel the love of dad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rewind a little bit uh, because. You both said you you grew up in homes where your parents divorced. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. How were the co-parenting relationships with your parents? Horrible. Garbage. Horrible. They hated each other. Um, they used, well, in in my, I, I know yours was too, but like, yeah. you know, if they were mad at each other, they would use us against that. And oh my it, God, it I'm was sorry. Horrible, horrible, you know. Oh. What, what it, I do want to say in that crazy, regard though. The thing is though, like yeah. once, now that I'm an adult, but mm-hmm. my, my dad passed away uh, five years ago. Um, but when I became an adult and we were moved, you know, we moved out, like they actually became friends. Yeah. And like, you know, they did that kind of stuff for the grandkids. Like they, because I, I pretty much was like, you know, we're, we're not doing separate birthday parties. Yeah. We, I did that mm-hmm. my whole entire life. We're not doing that. We're doing one birthday party. And if you guys can get along, great. Come have a good time. If not, then I'm sorry. You know, yeah. this isn't about you. You anymore. put your foot down. Sit about yeah. That's awesome. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And they, um, and they actually became friends. Yeah. Um, and the last couple of years of Ra- her father, Randy, the last couple of years of his life was so much different it than was, the previous, yeah. because like, like Ashley said, she put her foot down with that. Mm-hmm. We're not doing two birthdays for our kids. And I agreed with her a hundred percent. Whatever you say, I'm going to back you. I'm team Ashley, no matter what. Um, and if you can't get along with that person long enough to be in the room and stand on separate sides of the room, don't come. Right. It's not about you anymore. It's about our kids. And while we talked about how we were both, you know, children of divorce and our parents sucked at co-parenting, there was never a point where Ashley felt like her mom or dad didn't love her. No. There was never a point where I felt like my mom or dad didn't right. love me. No. I didn't. just always knew they hated each other. Yeah. They both made it perfectly clear that they couldn't stand mm-hmm. the other, mm-hmm. which is something that even back then I was like, you're not supposed to do this. Right. <laughs> even as a kid, how old were you when you said that to yourself? Like, oh, eight, nine, yeah, ten. Really? You had that oh, awareness yeah. at that age? Both of you oh, did. My, my wow. mother passed away as well. And, um... She was my best friend. I mean, like my mom, I know people say that all the time. Yeah. My mom would go out to the movies with Ashley and I, like we That's went, sweet. you know, oh, we yeah. were always with her. She would be um, mad at me if I like, didn't like tell her about a functioning that was going on. Even if there was Aww. just like the stupidest little function going on at the school. If yeah. we didn't tell my mom, that was a she, wrap, yeah. bro. But like, she was, she was just that kind of a grandma. Like yeah, she, wanted she wanted to be a everything. part of everything, which That's I love. Sweet, man. And yeah. we actually miss that a lot. Very much. Yeah. But when, um, while my mom was amazing 
when it came to my dad, my mom sucked. You know, she was always, you know. Yeah, but they had a lot of, they had a lot of issues. They did. They had a lot of But even as a kid, I knew, like, you're not supposed to talk shit about my dad in front of me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to be putting him down constantly. Like, it's still my dad. I still still love him. Even though you don't anymore, I still do. So, but once the, once our kids came, even my mom and dad, they, they weren't nice to each other. But they were respectful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were civil. Okay. You know, they would come to the same birthday party because I felt the same way she did. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. doing this. We're having a birthday party with dad's side on Friday, mom's side on Saturday. We're not doing that. No. Our kids are going to have one party. They're going to have their whole family there. And if you can't live with that, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't be there. I applaud you both because I talked, I've talked, I've spoken with thousands of people, either yeah. via text or email. And what you two did, and again, I hope you know you guys are freaking amazing, is that you yeah. saw like a toxic behavior yeah. at eight years old, Ken. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, that's not for me. Both of you saw that. So usually these like these generational toxic cycles repeat themselves. You're supposed yeah. to be behaving the way your parents did. Right. And you're not. You 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 will both were self-aware to stop that. At yeah. such a young age, I'm telling you, that's you're giving me goosebumps, dude. That's <laughs> that's amazing. That I applaud you both. Thank well, you. Well, I think that also made us want to be. I know in my case, you know, me and my dad are thick as thieves now. Like we really are. Growing up, we didn't have the best relationship because you know he he got he had a new family. He was gone for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not getting too specific about that, but um, I didn't have the best relationship growing up with my dad. So I always knew I was going to be a very, very active father. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, she is the perfect, like she is the, if you like could create the perfect mom, that's her. Like she would do anything for her kids. She's a mama bear. Um, the only thing that sucks is she's way too soft sometimes. I, I, I am a soft one. Yeah, that's um, for sure. I think you're the disciplinary I mean, one and she's a soft uh, one. You're the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah she, she's good cop on bad cop. For yeah. sure. anyway. I'm the, you just wait till your dad gets home. Guy. Yeah, but I don't say that because I'll fuss at him and then I'll be like, oh, oh, oh yeah. don't so be mean to my baby. This is what will happen. And, and men, this is something that. I'm, when I'm telling you this story, I'm telling you this is a cautionary tale because this is something I find myself doing. She'll be up here and her and my son will be having an argument and I'll be downstairs. He's, he's 14 and he, he's he te- knows everything. He's got the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll be sitting downstairs in the chair and I'll have, you know, I have my ears up and he'll say something. Then you'll hear dad coming up the stairs and I get involved and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I'm here protecting you. And that starts to fight with her and I. So it's like, mm-hmm. I know, but I got this. And that's the thing. Like it, it, it's what I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It's when you decided to take my last name, I am, I'm going to have your back over everybody's. Yeah. And when I hear that, my instant reaction is to come to your aid. Not that I'm your knight in shining armor. I can't, stop myself from doing it because yeah. like I said, you're my wife. And if I heard somebody wow. on the street talking to you like that, right. it's, it's, I'm going to fight him. Oh, I, I would do you the know? same. For, I would try to, but the men, when you're, <laughs> you, you got to calm down a little bit, mm-hmm. Let, take a couple deep breaths. I'll tell you this. We're, we're talking about fun. When our daughter, we, we have a 14 year old, a 10 year old and a three year old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to tell them the story about when I was feeding Kenley at the computer t- table? Oh, um, we, me and my son were like, all right, let's play a prank on dad. And I was like, Hey, Kenny, can you, um, can you feed the dog? And he was like, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, I was cooking. 
I was cooking. At this point, I'm like, wait, what? And he what? was like, <laughs> he was like, mom, just shut up or something in in the terms of that. And he was like, what did you just say to her? And I was like, it was a prank. It was a prank. She came out with a camera like, it's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> he, was, he was like nervous. He was like, I don't know if we should do this. Like, I, I told him, I was like, dude, you are so lucky. Because my daughter was an infant yeah. at the time. And there was wow. that big thing that was going around on TikTok and stuff. You know, shut up, mom. I oh, that know. thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was just like, it. I was in just such shock. Like I spun around. I was like, what the fuck did you just say to your mom? Like, I didn't know what, like I was at a loss. Ashley ran out of the kitchen with a phone. Like it's a prank. It's a prank. It's a prank. I I was just, it was a mix between like the most anger and and biggest shock I've ever, because he does not. Like when I say he talks back to his mom, it's like, you need to clean this room. Well, can you wait 10 minutes? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Your mom told you to do something. You do it. He would never tell his mom, shut up or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. it blew. I kind of painted the jerk picture of our son when I was talking. My son is a great kid. Yeah. He would never tell his mom, shut up, call her names, you know, disrespect He's a a kid. He's 14. So yeah, yeah, that's right. But I told you to clean this room. I'll get it done in a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm I'm playing this game. I'm playing a game. Give me a second. I'm going to turn that game off, boy. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't want to paint my son in a bad light because he's a, I'm so proud of my son, but Mm -hmm. that moment, I thought I felt like that Dave Chappelle special where the dude's head just literally explodes <laughs> off his body. That's what I or felt scanners like. Or something. I, I could not believe what I just heard. Yeah. Let me um, let me rewind again, because there's a couple of things I want to acknowledge uh, going sure. back to. Again, you you saw toxic cycles and toxic behavior as, you know, children. And you both uh-huh. said, nope, that's not me. So you changed. Uh, and one thing you did mention about the fighting, like when you're fighting. You, you said, let them decompress, let them leave, let them go out. Because what yeah. I hear a lot of marriages like, you're not leaving this room until we solve this. No, you can't yeah. escape my sight. So the fact that you are aware of doing that is great. And the, the other thing is you said you can hate and be angry at your spouse. There's one, one, one piece. There's a lot of advice I tell young people. And one of the main things is like, never say anything you can never take back. Yeah. Cause we've all been at that point. And I crossed the line and you know, my ex-wife, she was an angel. We were both, we're better parents. Mm-hmm. Then we were husband and wife. We were having an amazing co-parenting relationship. And if I can just rewind real quick, I, when I told my kids, which was the worst day of my life that we're getting divorced, mm-hmm. I, I told them, look, you know, we're going to still be a team. We're going to prove to everybody that we can still be a family just because we're divorced doesn't mean we're not a family and we're going right. to work together. And we're going to meet me and your mom are going to do whatever we can to make your lives. Uh, we want to show to you and prove to everybody that you can lose everything and still be a healthy family. And we have sure. She's remarried and she's the dude's awesome. And I'm glad I gave him that example. But to rewind, there were things that I said in the heat of anger that, you know, once you say it, it's never the same. Yeah, it's never the same. And I'm glad you both are aware of like not. I mean, you can say things, but to say something, we both know what that is. And once you say, you know, it's just the marriage is never looked upon the same way. And um Real quick, a lot of young people, they're they're getting married. Um, I feel they're getting married for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Like when you two got married, were you pressured by family or you just like we're in love and we're just going to do our own thing? No, um, we knew that we we always wanted to get married. Um, it, It. I wanted to have his last name. I wanted to have my children's last name. Um, and, um we were going to actually get married in June and my dad, he got sick. Um, and I wanted him to walk me down the aisle. Like that was, that was very, that was very important to me. So we bumped it up 
to October. So we did this wedding. Um, it was very, um, small and, um, we we put this together in like just a couple of weeks because uh, he was he didn't he, have time yeah he didn't have he didn't the time, have time to do it yeah but the pressure no no one said like when are you guys gonna get married no. or you know you guys have been together this long and you know nothing like that it was our decision we wanted to get married mm-hmm. okay was there we, any oh, go ahead no no go ahead was there a moment in the in the years before you said I do was there a moment where you were on the brink of breaking up oh yeah. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me about that that moment and why didn't you break up? Um, the the Ken sledge that you see now is not the Kenny sledge that Ashley was first with, and I've gone through a lot of um, personal struggles mm-hmm. with addiction, and um, I'm not a good person when I do those things. Um, and there was plenty of times where, you know, I've never ever in anger or violence, put my hands on her. Oh no, that would be okay. a wrap. Honestly, that would That's, be a wrap. When I say I'm a bad verbally, I, I've been, you know, when I was younger and I would drink and I would, you know, do other things, I, I could get very verbally. And it wasn't like, it was more like I would humiliate her by just talking down to her and stuff. Right. And I'm not justifying it. That's just as bad. Yeah. Um, and it just came to the point where. It was kind of like an ultimatum, yeah. you know, like you need to this or me. You, like, you need to decide drinks and drugs or me. And, um. I wish I could say that was an easy decision. Yeah. And it wasn't because I didn't love her. Addiction is a real thing that's very hard to go through. And the best thing about Ashley doing this, and this is another thing I can recommend to any young people out there that if you have a partner that's going through addiction, when you tell them it's your addiction or me, that doesn't just stop that day. You have to work with that person. And that's what she did. Um, On nights where I wanted to go out, she was like, hey, baby, why don't we just stay home? You know, we'll compromise. You know, you want to go out drinking and doing the things that you do. Instead of that, let's stay home and I'll let you pick the activity we do tonight. So even though she can't stand WWE wrestling, Mm. she would hang out and watch Monday Night Raw or we'd put on an old WrestleMania DVD and I would explain, you know, why the (laughs) Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Ricky the Dragon Steamboat WrestleMania three match was the best match of all time. And I learned a lot about baseball. I got super I'm super into baseball now. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, baseball horror movies and I'm a big Detroit Tiger guy. I I feel like you have to kind of like um, try their things too. Like you can't be selfish and be like, oh, we're going to do this. This is what I want to do. But you you have to try, even if it's, you know, something that you're not interested in. You might get into it. Yeah. I'm looking at you, pretty little liars. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You never know what you're going to get into. Yeah. Literally, it was not. You heard it first here. What is this? And I was like, oh, you know, I was watching and he was like, this is dumb. And then he sat there and watched it with me the entire time. And he was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll watch that with you next I week. I mean, I'll, I just need to see what happens yeah. next week. And then that like, happened for like six seasons. seasons later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't watch that without me. Right. And while while it's good to get into what the other is into. Yeah. Um, it is good to have your own things. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Um, Ashley likes to go out with her friends. Uh, I like to go out with my friends. Um, one big thing I want to say about that. 
if you don't trust your partner to go out without you, don't beat them down for it. You need to figure out a way to, because like I said, you need that decompression away from each other. Mm -hmm. When Ashley goes out with her friends, and I'll tell you this, honestly, uh, on my life, I've never once in the almost 18 years we've been together, I've never tracked her phone. I've never gone to check to see if she is where she says she is. I'm putting this on my mother's ashes. Like, I'm dead serious. Um, If my wife tells me she's doing something, I have to have the faith in her to believe that she's going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. Wow. And I got to tell you, that's rare because uh, I've been not in my current relationship now, but in some other relationships I've been in. And again, just hearing stories that people send me all the time. They have to, I'm checking his phone and, you know, I have to check his phone because I think he's cheating on me. And I always feel that if you have the suspicion that they're doing something and you have the need to look through it, you're kind of like on the downhill end of your relationship because once trust is gone, gone. it's, it's almost impossible to get uh-huh. back. And I think, uh, I like, I like you said, you don't track her, you don't check her phone. I think that's a good, every relationship needs I don't want to say privacy, but there's a line that I would never cross. And I like that you guys are speaking to that. But with the trust you have is rare, Ken. I just want to show you guys something right now on Ashley's phone. This is Ashley's yeah. phone. I can't show you on mine because we're using mine. No passcodes. Yeah. We oh, have okay. nothing to hide. I mean, if we wanted to go through each other's phones, we could. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and here, here's what I love. Okay, let's say this is my phone, right? Mm-hmm. I got to go out to the kitchen for something. I can take my phone, set it on the coffee table, walk out to the kitchen, grab what I got to grab, go upstairs, have a conversation with my son, go outside, have a quick game of catch. And I don't got to worry about what's going to happen on that phone. Okay. You know, do okay. I have plenty of women that I talk to? Yes, I do. Yeah. Do I ever cross any inappropriate lines with them? No, I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, if it ever comes to that, I'll tell Ashley, hey, I'm not going to talk to this person anymore. And this is why. Um does she have men that she talks to? Absolutely. Do mm-hmm. I care? Absolutely not. Because, and same thing, she's had plenty of men be inappropriate towards her. Mm-hmm. And she comes to me and tells me like, hey, this person. And I'm like, what the hell? This person's literally talking to us on all our live chats. And then they're getting her DMs, you know. Really? Oh, it's, it's Wow, happened. live chats. Okay. I, wow, that's interesting. Okay. But mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me. It, it doesn't no. surprise me at all. No, no. It's like, hey, that's, you know, she's my wife. Yeah. And again, it, it, it's not that I don't trust her. It's not that. You know, like I said, I've never gone through her phone and found any of this stuff because I have no reason to. Mm-hmm. But when she comes and tells me, I feel angry that somebody would cross, dis- blatantly disrespect me and my wife because mm-hmm. they know this is my wife. And you're crossing a line that you should not be crossing. Right. 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 Um, going and Ken, if you don't mind me bringing it up, like you said, going back to uh, you just had this urge to go out and you would watch WrestleMania with Ashley and said, I have to ask this because I got married young at 21 yeah. and I were high school sweethearts. So again, it's a very similar story. And again, my based off my reference and other young couples that I know for men, especially me, I remember mid twenties, 28, I felt like life was already settling down and I'm like, I missed out on being young and stupid. Like I missed going out with just the dudes and just drinking. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was that impulse that I missed out on something. And they would, I started acting different and distancing myself because I was angry that I couldn't go out with the guys to a, 
not that I, I like, I still don't like strip clubs, you know, but they went yeah. and I couldn't go. That's and so I just started that. getting that anger. And I, I, I would sometimes be an angry person around my ex-wife. Was mm-hmm. that, I don't know if that's where it was that kind of similar what you were experiencing, Ken, since you guys got married young and you just wanted to go out. Um, I, I do want to say something real quick. Sure. I'm 37 years old. Okay. How many strip clubs have I been to? Zero. Mm-hmm. Never been. Yeah. It's not worth it. I have no <laughs> interest. Um, yeah. and I look at, I, but not so even like the bar or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want to make something very, very clear. Okay. I have zero problem with women. I have zero problem with sex work. I have zero problem with women stripping. I firmly believe sex work is work. I firmly believe stripping mm-hmm. is a form of dance. It's yeah. an art. I don't like spending money. <laughs> it's too expensive. That's yeah. why yes. I don't go. And, that's, <laughs> and you're talking about, you know, going out with your friends and stuff. Like when yeah. I will go out with my friends, we'll go out to a baseball game. Um, we'll go out to a movie. We'll go out to dinner. I'm not a bar guy. And there's three reasons why I'm not a bar guy. One, uh, again, money and going to the bar costs a lot of money. Right. Two, um, I'm not, I'm not a night owl, man. I, I never really have. Okay. I've always been more of a, I want to be home at night. I feel anxious. And so I want to be home at night. Three, when I would drink, I'm an asshole. Yeah. And I know well, that if I'm out at the bar, drink. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If you give me whiskey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fight somebody. <laughs> and so I have the self-preservation <laughs> to know if I'm drinking, I need to be with friends or somewhere safe where I'm not going to lash out at people and get in a fight. Um, so, I mean, when, like I said, when I go out, um, you know, we'll go and we'll work out. We'll go and we'll go to a baseball game. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of the, I don't even know. Um, we'll just get together and play music. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I'll go to my cousin Josh's house. Like we'll just we'll, we'll football, football, big one, big one's yeah. football. Me Frickers. and my, you guys go to Frickers. Yeah, Frickers. Yeah. I guess if you consider Frickers a bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but like we, like I said, we just I'm I'm a very big sports guy, uh, very big horror fan. Uh, but the horror stuff, that's us. Yeah. Like I don't go out to if I go out to a movie with some buddies. Yeah, you're not. That's cheating right there. Yeah, like, exactly. that's cheating. <laughs> yes. If you go out to a horror movie without me. <laughs> right. If, if I go out to the movies with the guys, like tomorrow, uh, we're going to see Creed three. Me yeah. and my son. You know, like mm-hmm. that's something that is him and I. You know, like maybe a couple of dudes of our might go. Um, that's our thing. You know, when they when Ashley sometimes she'll take the girls out to see like a Disney movie or something like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. her and her girls will go and do their things. And for me, it's like you need if you're constantly around somebody, you are going to start to just <laughs> and I don't care how great the person is. I I genuinely feel I like I I. And batting way above my batting average here. Um, <laughs> and I, I kind of feel like that movie knocked up with Seth Rogen. Like I'm definitely the Seth Rogen character. <laughs> she's the Catherine Heigl character. Oh um, That's funny. That came out when I was pregnant with Kenny. I know. Trust me. I know. Everybody <laughs> told me that. Um, but it's that thing where if you, if you want to have a healthy relationship, you need to be in a healthy relationship. And that goes both ways. Yeah. Now we're talking about, I go out with my friends and I do my thing. She goes out with her friends and they do their thing within reason. There's been times where she's gone places and I've gotten phone calls and like, Hey, uh, somebody, you know, she'll call me and I'll come and pick her up. You know, that's one thing that is very, very good with her and I, if I'm out somewhere and someone starts to hit on me or something, I'm like, this is the situation I got to get myself out of. Mm-hmm. You know, you ha- if your partner, if Ashley, and this is, has never happened, 
if Ashley came to me and was like, Ken, I don't want you to go to a strip club. And I went to that strip club. It's not her fault for telling me not to go. It's my yeah. fault for going. She mm-hmm. told me something that made her uncomfortable. And I broke that trust. Mm-hmm. If your partner is telling you something that makes them uncomfortable, that's not something wrong with them. We all have boundaries and we all have things that make us comfortable or uncomfortable. And if you are in love with somebody and you want to make that work, you have to be selfish enough to be able to want them for yourself. But you have to be selfless enough to give up the things that make them uncomfortable. Me (laughs) drinking, me doing drugs made her uncomfortable. It was not her fault that they made her uncomfortable. It was my fault because of the way I acted when these things happened. So there are things that I've given up because they made her uncomfortable. There are things but that she's given up. Make you a better person. Right. That have made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so it's not about if some if your partner's telling you, I'm asking you not to do this because I'm not comfortable, that doesn't mean they're controlling. That doesn't mean that they want to run your life. Some would perceive they, it that way. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, now if they're like, I don't want you talking on the phone, I don't want you calling your mom, that's a little extreme. <laughs> you know, th- that is controlling. Yeah. But if they're just saying, like, hey, I don't want you going out with this person because I know what that person does. You know, and right. you are a you are not the best person when you're with that person. So compromise. But do you ever feel like resentment? Like, like you no. feel angry that you know we we grew up so young, like we grew up so fast. Well, I mean, like, and I, I we think, sometimes didn't get to experience the the party stage and stuff like that because yeah, we had to be parents. You know, we were parents. I was a parent at eighteen. Like, I didn't. I you know my my twenty first birthday. I'd ask my mom to watch my son. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think a part of us will always be like that, but at the same time, neither one of us were ever really. No, I mean, we, we just hung out together and like, mostly it was like us and our friends. Our like close we circle. always, yeah. And we still are like that. Like we have this close knit of friends that we will go out and hang out with on the weekends and they have kids now and like our kids play with their kids and, you mm-hmm. know, we hang out and we play games and that that's what I love. I love to do that stuff. Th- that's another yeah. big thing too. Like if you, uh, if you and your partner like to go out with people, Find people that you are very comfortable with together. Yeah. And, you know, you have things in common with. You know? Right. Um, so one of the pieces I've heard many women tell me uh, and, and men tell me is that they got married young. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, you have kids and you know how that whole life is. You you're too tired to cook. So you get some maybe some takeout and, you know, years go by and some of y'all kind of gain some weight or y'all both gain weight. Mm-hmm. I've heard that there's like some t- sometimes temptation that comes around when. The, the kids are more independent and the husband or wife has time to go to the gym and you start losing weight. And now either one of you, usually it's the woman who starts getting attention that they haven't gotten attention for. And there's been a lot of women that have told me on TikTok, like, I, wow, no one's looked at me like this ever. And it's making me feel sexy. And, you know, once that temptation starts, it kind of goes. Uh, maybe some people don't have that self-control to not to not allow it to happen. But some are curious <laughs> And then they go and explore that. Have any of you ever experienced that? Like maybe some of y'all dropped weight or maybe gotten more attention than normal where you started seeing people trying to enter, get into your marriage and try to maybe engage or flirt with y'all? No, I would hit her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, like, I guess for me is like, um, it's always happened with us. I mean, I'm not trying to be like my wife, but she is. My wife is 
she's so beautiful and she's smart. She's funny. She's a hard worker. Like she's the total package. Uh-huh. Like she really is. And you know, if I got mad about every single dude that looked at my wife, I would lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Yeah. And now here, here's another thing. I'm not a PDA guy. I What's am PDA? I don't know what that means. Public display of affection. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I am not one of those guys. How do you know if somebody's checking you out? Um, if you come up and grab my ass or, you know, <laughs> like pretty much like, yeah, gotcha. something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, you might be checking it out, but that I get to actually touch it type of thing. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. You know, then but, she'll know at that point, like, okay, somebody's looking at me. Yeah. Because that's, that's not who I am. I love mm-hmm. my wife, mm-hmm. but she's not a piece of meat. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be grabbing her breasts or grabbing her butt or licking her face or, you know. No, that's, unless <laughs> we have kids and like. Right. Just, well, even before then, yeah. it's just something that I've always believed that if you're with somebody that you love I'm and respect. Really, I'm really not like that either. No. Like, I'm just. No. Yeah, no. That's just. And I'm not poo-pooing that. You know, if that's who no. you are, that's who you are. That's yeah. just fine. That's who you are. But that's not who we are. But that's how Ashley knows. I mean, we're affectionate. We just. Very, we are. Oh, that. Okay. I'm yeah. very, very affectionate. I will hold my wife's hand when we, yeah. wherever we go to the movies. I still do the, I kiss my wife every day. Mm-hmm. I tell That's my wife awesome, I dude. love her 15 at minimum yeah, 15 time, times a day. Every time you leave or every time we hang up the phone, even texting, love you. Yep. Yeah. Even, you know, even if we're mad at each wow. other, I'll love you. And then I'll slam the door, yeah. you know? Um, so it's just like, but when you see me grabbing her butt or something, she knows right away, like, okay, somebody's, somebody's checking her out. Right yeah. And I'll always do the thing where I'll grab her butt and then I'll look at the person and give them that smile. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never got it, man. Like if somebody mm-hmm. walked up to me and was like, your wife's beautiful. That wouldn't make me mad. I'd be like, I know mm-hmm. she's extremely beautiful. Yeah. You know, if somebody you are- walked up like. A rarity, sir, because there's a lot of men who would, are very insecure. And yeah. if they see I, uh, somebody looking at their, their attractive wife or girlfriend, they immediately get mad at her. Yeah. Tell them not to dress a certain way. All these it's 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 Stupid. insecurities that yes. are surfacing when that happens. And you have zero from no. what I can tell, sir. That's <laughs> no. I, I feel like um, for your question, like, you know, losing weight and stuff like I've had three kids, like I've gone, you know, up and down on my weight, but I feel like I've yeah. always been very secure with myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't necessarily need um, anybody to tell me, Oh, you're beautiful or you're hot, no. you know? And I, yeah. I like, I need that attention from somebody, no. you know, I don't mm-hmm. need it. Yeah. So, yeah, but the biggest thing too, like we're talking about how lovey and stuff we are. Ashley and I have a lot of fun together. Yeah. Um, okay. Like when she was pregnant, like we would go out to the restaurant. And I'd be like, "Hey, you want some chicken fatty?" You know, just messing around with it. <laughs> I know. Sometimes people are like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, yeah. He is. What is going on? You know. And I'm just like, "Oh, that it. it, it you have to know him." <laughs> yeah. You know. So you're making each other laugh a lot, is what yeah. I'm hearing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. Our biggest like tension reliever is, you know, we will be mad at each other, and I'll say something stupid, and we'll just both stop. You know, we'll start laughing, and then the whole entire like the. Whatever we are mad at just goes away, you know. That's this is gonna be the first time I've ever told this story publicly, Rudy. Is okay. this the, the Drake story? This is the Rake story. A Rake story, okay. Yeah. This is how well we know each other. I she knows what I'm gonna tell. <laughs> Me and her were having a fight. It was a pretty bad fight. We're, were we doing yard work? We were doing yard yeah. work. 
And I'm telling you, it was it wasn't like screaming at each other, but it was being extremely stern yeah. with each other. And I turned around and you know, I'm stomping off and I stomped on a rake <laughs> and literally sideshow bobbed. Oh. Like I'm not kidding. Like the rake hit up and hit me in the face. Oh my gosh. And I let I... the rake fall and I turned around. I was like, don't. And she just busted up laughing. So then I busted up laughing and the fight was over. Yeah. Um, like, and I'm, dude, I'm dead. It was a total accident. I didn't even realize it was there, but it was totally like sideshow Bob. Like, whop. And I was just yeah. like, oh my I was God. Like, There's, Karma. I was like, please, God. Like, as I was standing, I was like, please, God, say she didn't see it. Oh, I totally And I turned around and she was just it. like, yeah. I was like, don't, don't. And then she just started laughing and I started laughing and the fight was over. Like, you, you have, that's another thing I would give as advice to a younger couple. You have to take your love seriously. Yeah. Extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. But you can't take each other extremely seriously all the time. No. You oh, yeah. have to have fun. Um, it's okay to be in love. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be passionate. It's okay to buy flowers just because or whatever. That's great. That's amazing. But just doing the little things to make your partner laugh is going to go a long, long way. Mm -hmm. And even like she said, she's had three kids. There's never been a time where I haven't thought you were beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's never been a time where I've wanted to leave. There's never been a time where it's never been like that. You know, like, oh, she's gotten bigger because she had a kid. She had a kid. She had my kid. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. child is in this world because of her. You know, and look, I've gained having kids ruined my body. Okay, <laughs> like I've gained a lot of weight since we've had kids. You know, and it's just like those are when you've been together as long as we have. She could shave her eyebrows, her head, and burn her mouth off, and she would still be the most beautiful woman in the world to me because I'm so that is amazing in love with her. Like yeah, you until get, it actually happens. Yeah, until it happens. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. Can you cut this part out just in case it happens? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's just when you're in love with somebody, you have to take the good with the bad is another mm-hmm. big piece of advice. There's I always going to be bad. There's always going to be bad. We mm-hmm. are completely different in so many ways. Um, and it is so hard, apparently, for me to put my shoes away and push in a chair when I'm done. Yeah, with it. Like he, okay. is, he is not um, a cleanly person. And I am <laughs> like, I guess I might be over the top and he's not like that's when I walk know. in the house. My biggest her biggest, at least that I know of the biggest pet peeve I do. I walk in the house. I kick my shoes off right at the door and I go and sit down on the chair and I'll know right away because I'll hear <laughs> right to the shoe room and she's putting my shoes away and I'm like oh I forgot again and I don't do it to be vindictive or be an ass I genuinely this is another thing she works 45 minutes away from home oh that's I, a help one way or both one, one way. way yeah that's a long work, drive wow okay I work 45 seconds away from home yeah so oh. where it's cool is I can get up right before work and I usually run to work I you know I usually take my morning run I run to work I run home on lunch and if it's going to be bad weather I'll drive the car back um now where this is good for me I don't live far away from home if something happens I can be here mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's bad for me if I'd had a really, really shitty day at work, I don't get decompression time on my way home. I don't yeah. get that time to listen to music and, you know, decompress and think about the day and calm down. So a lot of times I come home in a shit mood and I take it out on her or the kids. I don't mm-hmm. mean to, but I haven't had that decompression time yet. I've said that word so many times tonight, guys, and I, I can't tell you how important it is to decompress your life mm-hmm. um, right. when you're having anger, when you're having anxiety, when you're having you know any type of negative energy. Go for a car ride. Go for a run. Yeah. Get a punch. You know, me and 
and me and my son, we've been doing a lot of body bag work. But at the same awesome. time, like I can tell, I can tell when he's had a bad day at work and you know, like when he gets home, I just kind of like steer clear. Like I'm going to go do my thing. Like you, you do your thing. And when you're ready to talk to me, then you come and talk to me. You come find me. Try to find a healthy hobby to help you decompress. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, that's a big thing. When they decompress, they go and cheat. They go and do drugs. Alcohol, they go and, something. Yeah. 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 They go and gamble. Find yourself. That's another, like, I said, like generational curse. You know, that's, a, that's what we have been taught. Like this is what we see in our family. That's what they did to, um, you know, get, take care of your anxiety. They, they did it the wrong way. Yes. You know, yeah, they did mm-hmm. drugs. They did alcohol, which is how I self-medicated for a long time Yeah, like in, until Ashley was like, you know, we're going to go get you real help. Yeah. I got professional help and you know, you there's, you wouldn't be mad at yourself if you found out you had lupus, you know, you right. wouldn't be like, Oh, I'm a fuck. Oh damn. But a lot of people, when they find out that they are clinically depressed or they have a chemical imbalance or they have anxiety, mm-hmm. our culture has taught you, Oh, toughen up, rub dirt on it. Yeah. It's just like if you had cancer, you can't, it's a disease mm-hmm. and you can get help. Mm-hmm. You're not, there's not something wrong with you. This isn't something that you can control. Mm-hmm. This isn't a, oh, I'm sad now, so now I'm depressed. That's not what this is. When you have clinical depression or you have anxiety, it's a literal chemical imbalance. You can get yourself better, and that's not taboo. You right. know, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. There was a mm-hmm. chemical imbalance in my body, and I had to. I found a medication regimen that works for me, and I have a wife that literally babysits my medicine. She got me one of those uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday things, and she fills it up every day. Well, I can mm-hmm. just tell, like, if you didn't take your medication, uh, like, on time, just how his he's completely different, and I, I'll be like, did you take your medicine today? You know, and he'll be like, oh, I think I forgot. And, you know, I can just tell. Like, mm-hmm. I've known you so long, and I know your personality. I just know. You ha- when, that, when you have a person in your life, this goes both ways. Like I said, I have problems with, with, you know, I have chemical imbalances that I need medication to help keep me right. She doesn't, but she has the strength, the willingness and the patience to help me not berate me, not Mm -hmm. belittle me, help me be my partner in this. She's Rose and I'm Jack. She's letting me on the door. She's Mm -hmm. not letting me sit in the ocean (laughs) while she's on the comfortable door. You know, like she is literally the person that, it, she's my person holding the trampoline when I'm up on the sixth floor of a burning building. You yes. know, she's my partner in mm-hmm. this. When your partner has a chemical imbalance or an addiction problem or something like that, berating them, belittling them, that pushes them away. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. makes them feel inferior. Well, I think a part of me didn't understand it, you know, because I don't, I, I don't really feel like the anxiousness and like the things that you went through, like I didn't understand it, but I, I really did like try to learn to understand she went to what, every appointment with me. What was going on with you? Yep. And yeah, every appointment. That's amazing. Um, every single therapy session. Um, I, I let you went to your therapy sessions by yourself. Well, I know, but I'm saying you were you were in the therapy session. She couldn't go into, but she was a supportive I, member. I didn't want okay, to be in okay. There. Like I felt like that was something that yeah. you needed to do on your own. Like, um, I didn't want to sit there like I was your mom. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, she she had she, she was always yeah. had my back. Always. That's- that's beautiful because again, I got many people who always reach out to me and one of the things, um, being on social media, especially on the TikTok, and especially with this type of uh, topic, what I'm seeing is that social media for younger, uh, young, younger folks, excuse me, 
has really given them the wrong idea on what marriage is. Because mm-hmm. if you're young and on your phone, you see successful marriage or relationship goals, you'll see people like fit traveling the world on yeah. um, yachts. She's got a, a closet full of Louis Vuitton purses right. and it's only highlighting the good stuff. And you know, right. we've all been married and we know that's part of it, yeah. but there's also real things that happen. Like I've yeah. seen and heard women tell me my wife left me when she found out I had a gambling problem mm-hmm. and uh, he spent like 30 K of their like savings. And she said, you know what? F this I'm done. Mm-hmm. Or he, some guys are addicted to pornography. Some women are alcoholics mm-hmm. and, or, or God forbid I've seen this. It's, it breaks my heart. Every time I hear something medically happens, like yeah. a woman or like a woman had cancer. She was diagnosed with cancer and she's in the emergency room getting chemo and her young husband, I can't deal with this. I can't. And they get divorced and it, oh, it's happened on both ends. And mm-hmm. I just think it's give young people just don't have the right idea Everybody wants to get married and they, they yeah. want the big day. They want, you know, maybe uh, the clicks in the pictures, mm-hmm. the posts on social media. But when life really comes at you, you want somebody who's going to be there holding your hand while you're getting treatment. Yes. Because Absolutely. that's the person that you want to marry. And you yeah. both have that. Yeah, we do. We, I, a big, another thing I really want to say, don't take for granted what you have. Yeah, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It, it, it's greener it's, where you water it. It's greener yes. where you water it, absolutely. And, you know, it's going to be brown sometimes. but it, just, It's going to be hard. It, it isn't easy. It's not easy. There's yeah. no such thing as, a, like you just said, like goals, goals, goals. But I think social media just, it, it kind of ruins it because you only see the happy, you know, they don't, That's they're it. not going to post the bad. They never or do. And it's, it's, on the flip you know, side. it's not always real either. Sometimes it's just fake and these people could be totally miserable, you know? I'll so, say on and the most of the time they are. Yeah. Most of the time they are. Like, I feel like, you know, maybe they're doing that to overcompensate, overcompensate you yeah. know, for what really is going on. When Ashley and I fight, not one person oh, on social media yeah, knows no, about it. We're not going to go to social media and Good. say things because it's nobody else's nobody business, business but ours. Do not I bring other. Yeah. Yo, there's go plenty of go, times you answer my question. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. What were you going to say, Ken? I'll say there's plenty of times where Ashley and I are fighting. Yeah. And we will be like, I'll be like, I cannot believe you just. Fo- Welcome back to Sledgehammer Horror, guys. <laughs> I am kind of like, you know, like, and then. Nobody would ever know. No one at work would ever know because no. I don't, I do not bring other people into my relationship. What happens in my house is between my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And if I need to fix it, I'm not going to reach out to people on social media and tell them this is what my wife is doing because that's, that's so disrespectful and a low blow to your partner that trusts you. Yeah. Again, we go back to trust. Trust isn't just and about cheating. It's about being there. It's about being reliable. Yeah. It's about listening. It's about not hearing, listening. Mm-hmm. You know, these are things that trust in, in, encompasses so much of your life. Yeah. And people always put that on cheating. It's not just that. I have right. to trust. You know, when I was going through my medical issues that I was going through, I had the trust in Ashley that she wasn't going to be on Facebook putting Telling out everybody oh, yeah. yeah i would never and do that i don't have facebook ken why don't you have facebook because everybody on there was doing that yeah you know i'm why i'm reading what my friends and their old ladies are i hate seeing old lady what my friends and their <laughs> girlfriends are fighting about and i'm like why would you you know why would you put this on here you know i'm calling up you know so and so bro 
take that shit off Facebook. Yeah. You look like a damn well, idiot then, and right then now. They, they, you know, make up, you know, five hours later and it's a race and oh, we're happily in a love. relationship like, with. It just like, it yeah. makes you look dumb. <laughs> it just makes you look dumb. I can't tell you. It so finally, Ashley was like, baby, you need to get rid of Facebook because you're always just pissed off. I was like, you know what? And again, that's a compromise. She wasn't like, Ken, you need to get rid of Facebook because you are sleeping with people. Ken, yeah. you need to get rid of Facebook because you're DMing people. Ken, you should probably get off Facebook because you get pissed off at all your friends every time you're on Facebook. Yeah. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're right. I'm not going to be on Facebook anymore because I don't want to be pissed off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got off Facebook because all it was was people bitching about their husbands or wives and bitching about politics, which is another thing we learned as young men. You don't talk mm-hmm. about politics or religion unless you're in your house. You know, yeah. like it's just. That's it. Social media has had its. It, there's beautiful things about social media. Mm-hmm. Beautiful things. I wouldn't be talking to a good friend of mine right now right. had it not been for social media. Right. Or, or our family that lives far away. You know, get to see our kids grow up. Like yeah, those, Kim, those are the 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 pluses of it. But there is a lot of negatives. You you sure. have yeah. to respect your partner and respect the privacy of your relationship when you put it out there for the world. Yeah. You're bringing toxic energy into your life, uh-huh. into your relationship, and you're breaking the trust that you and your partner are trying to build. Mm-hmm. Like I said, trust isn't just about cheating. Yeah. Um, it, I would feel destroyed if Ashley was talking about one of our fights on the internet. I would feel devastated. Like, how could you put us out there like that? Yeah. yeah. I'm not perfect. She is. I'm not <laughs> perfect. And I don't want the world knowing that I can be a douchebag sometimes. Well, <laughs> you know, like, I swear to you too, you need to write like a, like a book, like a, a marriage tip book, but horror themed or something like that. You, right. you, yeah. you have a book sitting here because whether you know it or not, you've given out gold advice, this entire podcast. And I love this because this is what you're telling me now is what I've been saying for two and a half years yeah. on TikTok. And you, lo- and, and you learn it through experience mm-hmm. and being there and doing that. And one of the rules that Ken just said that I, I'm taking to my current relationship right now, because since I'm engaged, yeah. is not telling anybody my business. One of the yeah. mistakes I made and the same thing, the ex-wife and a lot of people do yeah. is when you're having marital problems, you're, you confide to somebody. And sometimes it's somebody of the opposite sex at work, the work spouse, the work husband, the work wife or uh-huh. somebody. And then before you know it, they confess. Yeah. You know what? My wife's not doing this either. And then there's this intimacy and then things get horrible yeah. it happens all the time so i always advise everybody keep your business to yourself if you got to confide anybody get a marriage therapist and you yeah. two both go get, get professional help don't tell your mom your sister right nobody yeah. it's nobody's business because as much as you love your mom maybe she's well my mom i know she did this for a fact she told everybody and yeah. everybody knew oh, my business so that's why i will are. never yeah, yeah. <laughs> well not just that but if you're going to get a mediator that's what they need to be if, mm-hmm. if me and Ashley go oh, to yeah, Ashley, yeah, if we me and Ashley course, go to Ashley's yeah. mom about our problems, she's going to take Ashley's side and she yeah. should, mm-hmm. you know, if my daughter and her girlfriend or my daughter and her boyfriend came to me with their problems, I'm going to take my daughter's side every time, yeah. you know, oh, your, your daughter hit me. Well, what'd you do? You know, I'm going to justify what my daughter did, period. And I know that's not healthy. I know it's not right, but I'm man enough to say that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you need mediation for something like that, where, where I'm very lucky, my work wife is Ashley's work wife. Yeah. My oh, work okay. wife. My work wife is Ashley's best friend, mm-hmm. you know, like be, like thick as thieves, you know, like they that's who she goes out with, you know, and she's a very good looking girl. 
And people mm-hmm. are always like, wow, you know, you and Brandy, you and Brandy. I'm like, no, Ashley and Brandy, Ashley mm-hmm. and Brandy, mm-hmm. you know, like she's a good friend of mine, but that's all it is, you know, and right. her, her husband, her boyfriend, he's a very good friend of mine. He's a very good friend of Ashley's. So mm-hmm. if you're going, I'm not saying don't have friends of the opposite sex. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like do, that's something, if you start drawing that line, it's not healthy. Yeah. It's already mm-hmm. unhealthy. But you, again, you have to have the respect for your partner. Would I be doing or saying the things I'm doing and saying if my partner was standing right next to me? And if your answer is no, that's not your partner's fault. That's your fault. And you Mm -hmm. need to work on what you're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, Brandy is a very, very good friend of mine. Very, very good friend of yours. Mm -hmm. I don't ever do or say anything to Brandy that I wouldn't do or say if Ashley was standing right next to me. Okay. Um, a couple more questions and then uh, we'll, we'll end it. But I want to ask you this and get your opinion, actually. A lot of young people. And again, this is the, the generation that reaches out to me who does not want to get married. They're like, it's mm-hmm. no, no, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. They say that the reason it's tough to have a strong relationship like you both have, you have one of the pinnacle, one of the best relationships I've ever seen in my life. I, I shit you not. I, I compliment <laughs> you both. And I hope a lot of people hear this and take what you said to heart. But a lot of young people tell me that social media has given women or men too many options. And, you know, at a young age, if, if you're always being hit on through a DM, uh, let's just kind of rewind. Let's say like you both were just talking. Y'all just met. But it's social media. You're young and there's so many guys or women just flooding your inbox mm-hmm. that can kind of play with your head a little bit. That'd be nice. And, <laughs> but, you know, when you get into a relationship, a lot of people go, well, He's okay, but they identify the one thing like they try to make like a, a mountain mm-hmm. out of a, a molehill and like, yeah. no, because they want to go to the next option because there's always something else out there. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Um, you want to take this one? I just think that I guess I, I guess that's really the downfall of social media is is all of, you know, you have all these different options, but I feel like if you have the right option, like you, you want to make that connection. You want to make it stronger. Like, even though there's these people in your DMS that might, you know, have a better job, they might be, you know, wait, have a wait. six pack or you talk to people that have better jobs or six feet tall. Yeah, yeah. Six feet tall. You know, it, you have to, Again, you have to water, you know, where you are. Yes. Like, you know, the grass is not always greener on the other side. So it's very mm-hmm. easy to talk to somebody for eight minutes and feel like that person's the perfect yeah, person. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's yeah. luck, there's stuff like that, but when oh. it comes down to, you know, if you're laying on your deathbed, is that person gonna be there for you? Who's gonna exactly. watch you die? Yeah, who's gonna yeah. be there? to make those decisions yeah. and you know well, that's another thing if wipe I, your if, butt for you and <laughs> hold on <laughs> yeah that was part of the agreement buddy <laughs> if if ashley if if i thought in my head that ashley doesn't think other men are attractive that's ludicrous yeah of course I right mean, if everybody she thinks, looks yeah you know? she thinks that i don't think other women are attractive that's ludicrous mm-hmm. of course right but the thing is would that person if i had a brain bleed and had to spend three days in the emergency room in Grand Ledge, possibly dying. Mm-hmm. Would that person sit there and hold my hand for those three days? No. Nonstop, without leaving, just to let me know that they're there mm-hmm. and they love me 
through the worst yeah. moment of my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah. Cause that, that's a, you know, I had a brain bleed hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Didn't know if I was going to live or die. Ashley did mm-hmm. not leave my hospital bed for one minute when I was in that hospital in Borges, you know, mm-hmm. she, mm-hmm. she was there the whole time. Um, would my life be better without you in it? Never. That's the question I got to ask. And mm-hmm. here, here's the thing. Okay. And I, I don't want to go on too big of a tangent here, but when we're talking about okay. social media, this is the way I look at it. Okay. Um, I'm making tacos, right? And I've got my shell and I put the meat in my shell and I fold it. Adding more meat when there's already enough meat there is going to mm-hmm. ruin this taco. Mm-hmm. If me and you have something and there's a little bit of a problem, adding more to that, adding another person into that yeah. is going to ruin that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're out there and, you know, think of it this way, when you're looking at that person that you're with, can, can you go grab that top picture up there in the corner? You can can you grab that? When you, when you are with this person and mm-hmm. you are thinking about them and their feelings, and you think about adding another person into that mix. Mm-hmm. I want you to, any, I'm, I'm not talking to you, Rudy. I'm talking to anybody that's watching this. It's a younger person that's worried about these right. things. When you think about losing that person, does it hurt you? Does it bring you physical pain? Mm-hmm. This picture is when Ashley and I... One of the times we were in Florida, we had been together for maybe a year. I don't know how good oh, you can wow. see it. Oh, wow. Check that out. I see it. Okay. You know, <laughs> we keep this right in our bedroom all the time because these two kids were fucking stupid. They were. Yeah. They absolutely. were stupid, stupid kids, but they grew together mm-hmm. and they created a family. You know, like we have three children that either one of us would die for. I have a wife that I would. I would John Q myself and give her my heart in a millisecond. There's nobody on this planet that would put up with the shit that I do the -hmm. way that she does. And I can say that with a hundred percent confidence and anybody out there that's young, that's watching this, you're a pain in the ass. Yeah. And if you find somebody (laughs) that's willing to put up with that pain in the ass and be there for you, don't hurt that person. Yeah. Yeah. Adding somebody else to it, I'm telling you, I am telling you, it's not worth it because all it's going to do is drive the person that you have away and that you and that person you are cheating with, you're never going to trust each other because you are each other's fling. So now you're adding a whole nother layer of insecurity onto a pile of insecurity already. When you find someone that you want to be with, make it work. You can mm-hmm. fix any problem if you're both willing to try. That's just it. You That's both the key. Be, both. You both yes. have to be willing. Yeah. And you can't let whatever you see, that diamond that you're seeing over there, you know, influence it. You yeah. have to polish your diamond that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The good and the bad. Yeah. Because you're talking a- about, you know. You're scared of marriage. You're scared of marriage. Marriage is for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. You are going to have very hard times. It's going to happen. But the, I can't imagine my life without you. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. And And that's beautiful, dude. No, no, that's beautiful, man. Like I said, uh, and I think that's what the young 
generation, especially maybe young women, young men are not thinking about, they're thinking about the immediate now, because yeah. again, just one young men and some of the young men I coach, they're, they're just defeated because they're just average guys. But if a woman in nowadays is, is pretty, like, let's just say she's pretty. Mm-hmm. If she posts a picture, there's possibly guys who are blue checkmark celebrities, rappers, athletes that are reaching out to them and their yeah. inbox is in the hundreds. So I can only imagine what it's like being a young, attractive woman. I'm not talking putting explicit photos, right? She's just right. an attractive woman mm-hmm. and just getting bombarded at a young age and just growing up like, wow, there's just options. And I can pick the top of the, the, the cream of the crop and the average guys aren't getting that attention or a chance. And that's where I'm seeing a lot of uh, bitterness on young men who are like maybe 19 to 26, who yeah. again, they're good guys, but they're not six foot. They're not blue check mark. Right. And they just have this resentment. And I think a lot, and I know a lot of them said, that's why I'm giving up on marriage because women have too many options. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing. They're just thinking about the now, like you, like you said, Ken, they're thinking about the now they're not thinking about the long right. game. Like when life really comes and that's what really matters in a marriage. Right. And what I want to say to those guys, um, she may have a lot of options, and I get that. She does. Show her why you're the best option. Yeah, you show her why. Have that Ooh. confidence in yourself. Yeah. You know, you are not going to get anywhere if you're always worried about what's that guy got? What, what's yeah. that guy got? What can I do to be like him? Fuck him. What can you do to be the best you that you can possibly be? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't even care about those other options. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife is, again, she's beautiful. She is a catch. I've told her that for 18 years now that I'm, I'm in love with her. She's beautiful. So if another guy's looking at her, good luck because I'm going to mm-hmm. give it my all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it everything I have to keep winning her every single day. So if you want to try, Good luck. Mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. a pretty good head start on you, buddy. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, anybody can walk up in the nicest clothes and, you know, drive up in the nicest car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the things that make your heart skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know true. the things that make you smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know your ticklish spots. <laughs> so, those are the things that you, you can forget that part. <laughs> <laughs> the money, the cars that goes away, gentlemen, yeah. what you want to yeah. do is you don't compete with anybody else. The only person you need to compete with is the guy that you see in the mirror mm-hmm. and you need to beat him down to make him know that you're going to be the best you well, stop worrying about. Think, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know what I mean is beat him down from trying to compare himself yeah. to this guy or what can yeah. I do to be more like that guy? Cause and they I'm have, all, they have beat themselves up to Ken's yeah. point and they've given up. There's a movement called MGTOW. The abbreviation is men going out on their own because they've given up on women. They said they're too picky. They're too superficial. And uh, they want the best because they can because yeah. again the options there. So they they're so defeated, guys, that they've given up. Maybe on women. they're just not going, you know, for the after right for the right woman. And I tell them also. that. Like, yeah. you know, there's I feel like there's someone out there for everyone. And, you know, you just have to you have to find that right one. And if Don't. she want if you know what you have isn't good enough, then then she's not the right one for you. But you, you, you will eventually find her. You know, it's not going to be right now. Like you said, it might be down the road, but you can't just give up. No. Mm-hmm. And what, another thing I want to say to these gentlemen, don't fall in love with somebody because of their profile. That yeah. is not who that person is. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Ashley and I were together about three years. Then we moved in together. 
And for about the first, seriously, six to eight months, I didn't know if we were going to make it. Mm-hmm. And we had been together for three years. You mm-hmm. know, we had been together. We had, you know, stayed the night together. We'd gone on vacation together. We had done all mm-hmm. these things, but we never lived together. Mm-hmm. And for the first maybe year, I wasn't sure if we were going to survive because you now you're really learning that person. Yeah. You are really, really learning every That's the real person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And men, you, you can't fall in love with a tender profile. You cannot fall in love. You can fall in lust. You know, but I've done that got, plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> it's never you went to act. Yeah. Oh, I, I, it, she's lusted over people. I've lusted over people. That's human nature. We've never acted on it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's human nature, you know. And again, I know that there's good looking guys out there, but what can I do to be the best me to keep winning her over? If I have to fight for her every day, I will fight for her yeah. every day. And like I said, I got a pretty damn good head start. An 18-year head start's a pretty good head start yeah. to know everything I can about my wife. Right. Um, I just have to make like a, a killer chicken cacciatore. And like, I, I know <laughs> right how, to, how to get you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, gentlemen, the, the big thing is, and the ladies, too. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying a lady can get anybody she wants. Be yeah. the best you that you can be for your partner. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. That came out wrong. Be the best you you could be for you. Mm-hmm. That way you're that way you can satisfy yourself and be confident in yourself to know that you deserve your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about the blue check mark. You don't have to worry yeah. about how many followers they have, you know, because when you kiss that person and you feel those sparks, those blue check marks don't matter anymore. Right? Yeah. The left yeah. or right swipe doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Be the best you for you. Because once you have that, co- I look like the goat from Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, all right. Goodness. And I was able to nap her. Okay. Like, you know, I think it's your personality that shines, sir, but I've never seen Chronicles of Narnia. When I first met you, you were ugly. And then I got to know you. Oh, so I'm ugly. but fun. <laughs> Sounds good. I um, never once called you ugly. But you, know, you just got to have the self-confidence in yourself to know um, if I'm with this person and they're with me, they want to be with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you are always bringing up that blue check mark, where's her mind going to go? To that mm-hmm. blue check mark. Yeah. Stop talking about that other person because then that's where their mind goes. Yeah. T- tell them why they are in the right spot. Not why have, that's the wrong spot. Yeah. This is why this is the right spot. That's You're in awesome, the right dude. spot. I, I, I have one last question for both of you. And I want Ashley to answer this first and then I'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, I always ask this to, it's, when I'm live on TikTok or live on YouTube uh, talking about these types of things and I meet uh, people who got married young, including myself. I got married, like I said, at 21. Yeah, I always ask them it, you guys are, again, are the pinnacle of like relationships I've ever seen. It's the healthiest and most loveliest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like now that you have kids, you have three, you said, right? We have three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Boys, girls or all girls. Um, One boy, oldest, two girls. Oldest boy, two younger girls. Yep. Two girls. Would you uh, I don't want to say would like, let's say, would you advise them or want them to repeat your steps, like getting married in series at such a young age? Or you're more like, no, take your time. What would you advise your kids? Um, I always tell them to be a kid first. You know, I we like I said, we had hard times. We were so poor. We you know, we lived in this tiny little house and, you know, and we ate um, ramen noodles for dinner all the time. And Mm -hmm. I I want them to be a kid and, you know, maybe go to college or go to trade school or whatever they're interested in. I want them to figure themselves out first and then go after whomever or, you know, 
that's, that's what I would want for my children. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, where our end isn't, you know, right, it right. didn't work, but it, it doesn't always work like that yeah. for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I would rather them just wait and figure out who they are as people and then go after that person. That that's where I will. That's what I would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to be a back patter, but I, we got lucky. I found the person I was supposed to be with in high school. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people tell me that, like, even at work when people are, you know, divorced and they have children and they talk about co-parenting and how, you know, it's not always easy. Oh, it's very hard. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I don't know how we would handle that. Like, I don't know how it would be like me, you know, trying seeing another woman, like be a mother to my children, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, we talk, I talk about that kind of things. And I, um, they're like, I'm, I just say that I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to deal with it personally. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what you have is a rarity, you know, not everybody are high school sweethearts and get married and, you know, are together for 17 years. It, right. it doesn't always work out like that. And yeah, I would just rather my kids yeah. figure out who they are first. And you say it's a rarity, but you both put in a lot of work. Oh, yeah. So we could have given up, you know, it, it would have been easier to give up. Probably plenty, yeah. of time. plenty of times. It would have been the easier choice, mm-hmm. but we didn't. And the, we, the right thing is always the hardest thing to do. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. sometimes we have to work very, very hard. Sometimes you can be the biggest pain in the ass oh, ever I, in the history of the world. But to answer your question on my end, you know, if my son, if he finds the right person for him, if my daughters, if they find the right person for them, regardless of age, you know, I'm going to tell them, don't give up on your dreams for this. Right. You know, if they're the right person, they will help you achieve your dreams instead of asking you to give them up. Um, I, right. I mean, you did that for me. You held the household down while I went to school. So she went I, to school and I, 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 worked, I, did, I, I didn't work. Know. He worked his butt off and he, you know, he provided for our family while I went to school. And for you know, eight years, you know, like that was she was going to school because I knew that she was. Gonna, this is what her dream was to be a respiratory therapist. And this was before the big C, you know, this was before mm-hmm. the pandemic. And, you know, <clears> during the pandemic, like she was the one right on the front line, you know, respiratory mm-hmm. therapists. That's what they do. They work with people like that and um that's what she's always wanted to do so i knew it was going to be hard but in order to make sure that she could go to school and we could pay for school i I had to work i had to work my butt off two jobs three jobs sometimes yeah um and provide for children and mm -hmm. you know i would just rather i would rather them have the easier Easier. way yeah Yeah. like Mm -hmm. you know if that person loves you and they're the right one for you they will have your back through the hard times too. Mm-hmm. Right. When, when you have, when you're going to school, they'll help to provide for you. Um, it's just, I just don't want you to jump. Like I said, we didn't jump into marriage. You know, we made sure we took every step necessary to make sure that this was the right thing. We always thought it was, Yeah. but again, there's been so many bumps in the road where it's like, yeah, we can yeah. go on all day about how perfect our relationship is. Yeah, but plenty it's, of issues. It's not. We have our issues. No. And we we recognize those, and a lot of times I have to, because like I said, we're very different, and I have to kind of step back sometimes and just like look at it in your perspective because I don't always see his perspective of things, and just right. like, I know you don't with right. me either. No. We. So but when it comes to our kids, um, my daughters, I want them to find the right man or woman for them. With my mm-hmm. son, I want him to find the right man or woman for him. 
um, whatever they do, I just want them more than anything to be happy. Yeah. I want them to be with that person that makes them feel like if tomorrow doesn't come and I don't wake up, I'm going to be resting forever right. next to the person I'm supposed to be resting with. Well, that's the end right. goal. Like if we, we did all this work and we were still miserable, like what are we, you know, right. what are we doing? You're only on this earth for maybe a hundred years. Time. If you're yeah. lucky, why, why waste it being miserable? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I tell my kids the same thing because my daughter's 19, my son's 16. And I always tell them, don't rush into it, you know, enjoy yourself because you both know more than anybody, just like I do. Once you have kids, your life is now locked in and you don't have the freedom or as many options to explore. I mean, go do your thing. I've told my son many times because right now. Oh, uh, hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, the screen went black. Okay, there we go. I've told my son, uh, he's he started a rock band. He had his first gig at a bar last week. Oh, that's awesome. He, they're going to go to the studio tomorrow to record some some of the original songs he wrote. I, I told him, this is you. Find you. Yes. I'd rather you be sleeping in a van with a bunch of dudes going on tour, having fun, than you working a job you hate supporting a family. Right. Yep. Just right. do you right now. Enjoy it. Yeah. And Just the woman will come. You be a kid. Yes. You can't make your partner happy if you're not happy. Exactly. Exactly. You have to love you first. Absolutely. You do. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, one thing I will admit, uh, I don't want to say envious, but I see like uh, when we first met, I love that you two are working together on your YouTube channel mm-hmm. because I started mine after my divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, like during the whole MCU phase, again, there are many things wrong with the marriage, but I remember if you go to my Facebook page, all the folders, all the photos are just me and the kids going to the movies because the ex-wife didn't like those movies. And I wanted to do a movie. Hey, let's just do a thing. Let's do something that's going to bring us together. Right. And she was just never into that. And I, I remember just like I, I would long to have that partner to do fun things with. And I do now with my I call her my love witch, but my fiance, Erica. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you knew, but she well, we have a son now. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, three-month-old son. There they are. This are it's her first. That's she, amazing, man. So I'm so happy for you. I love it, man. They're upstairs right now. But the fact that she and I have done skits, we made like a little horror movie together. It's I guess I'm feeling what you two have. Yeah. And it's something that, like you to kind of go back to your point, Ken. I if just the thought of her not in my life hurts me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have that finally at the 45. I didn't have that my entire life, but it's a beautiful thing to have. And I wish mm-hmm. everybody had that same partnership. If not, you know, it's it's out there. Just take your time in doing that. And yeah. uh, Ken and Ashley, I just want to thank you both. This I know is, has helped somebody out there, either oh, a man I, or woman. I, I hope we so. want. Yeah, we really it's, do. It's an inspiration. And I thank you both for being, you know, sharing some vulnerable items and being open and uh, sincerely, I know this has helped a lot of people who are listening to this. And uh, before we Ashley, sign off, Ashley and I DMs are always open. If you guys, um, if, if you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. our DMs are always open. If you need advice, if you need someone to talk to, yeah. if you want to vent to somebody that's a blank face, so you don't have to, you know, somebody that you don't know that can give you, like I said, a moderation of some good advice on both sides. Our DMs are always open and we will Absolutely. do whatever we can to it's listen beautiful. and to help you. Yeah. Now, yeah. speaking of that, where can they find you? What are your handles? 
um, Facebook at Sledgehammer Horror or at Ashley Sledge. Um, Instagram at Sledgehammer Horror or mm-hmm. at Ashley Sledge. <laughs> and then Twitter at Kenny Sledge or at Sledgehammer Horror, H O R. That's awesome. I, I, you, I'm telling you guys, you guys have a marital advice. Tips to a happy life book sitting here. You guys need to write it out, make it a horror theme. I can see like a skull and crossbones cover, something like that. Right. But it's yeah. it, it would sell like hotcakes, man. But she's definitely the skull and I'm the crossbones. <laughs> but yeah, what about the other, buddy? Right. Thank you both, everybody. Thank you. Once again, I want to thank Ken and Ashley for being part of the program. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, all their social media links are down below. If you want to check out some of the reviews and interviews, the links are down below. Tell them Rudy sent you. And also don't forget to subscribe to my platform and especially my YouTube channel. I am heavily promoting my YouTube channel. Please go subscribe to that. If you want more information about maybe scheduling a interview or a podcast or maybe a one-on-one coaching session with me, just email me at rudeadvice at gmail.com and I'll respond promptly. But again, thank you for listening to the program, everybody. Please take care of yourself and I'll see you next time.